0: Thanks for joining us today on Open the Word with Circle of Friends. I'm Missy, and I have Becca Studer with me. Welcome back, Becca. Thanks for having me. I love being here. I am really glad to have you back. I know you've already done several uh, podcasts with us, sort of telling some of your story, but Mm -hmm. there was more to talk about, so I'm glad that you came back. Thank you. I know that in part of your story, you've mentioned a real uh, spiritual battle, a real struggle, and so one of the Mm. things that we wanted to talk about was the armor of God, what it is, what it looks like, and how, how do we wear it, and how do we use it to uh, defend ourselves from attacks from our enemy, Satan, who really, truly is uh, like a roaring lion mm-hmm. seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's an enemy, folks, right? Right. That's not somebody who's going to go lightly. Uh, he, he is on an all-out attack to bring us down. Right. Now, he can't take our salvation. We know that. We're right. in the palm of God's hand. But he can make us stumble. He can he can cause problems uh, in our relationship with the Lord. So I feel like this is a really important um, mm-hmm. topic. And, and a lot of people kind of struggle with it a little bit. Because unless you've really wrestled with some of these things, it may seem a little far out there to some believers. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I've not seen that or experienced that, or I don't even really know what that means. So I thought maybe we could start with maybe you sharing a little bit about... Um, your journey through this process.
1: Right, yeah, so for for me, um, for those that have heard my story and talking about my dad, um, and uh, gosh, how many years has it been now? Uh, 2013, when he chose to, um, he, he came to me and said, I'm leaving your mom. And he chose to walk away from our family. And, um, you know, long story short, my parents ended up getting divorced uh, since then. But during that time, uh I felt very attacked um, at that point, to make a long story short, during um, a number of years after that, when he chose to walk away, he was feeling very convicted of his mistakes. He was feeling very guilty of his wrongdoings and making poor choices. And, you know, I think for maybe a lot of other people, too, they think the grass is greener on the mm-hmm. other side. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But... I think he realized that it wasn't, and he realized, oh my gosh, I walked away. Hmm.
0: Um, well, and and too, considering your your story and the loss of your brother and his suicide, sometimes right. when we're, when there's pain involved, we we look for things to ease that pain. We don't turn to God; we turn to other things, even though we know. Uh, sometimes we're drawn to other things that seem like a quick fix or an easy fix or for whatever reason our our thinking gets muddled in a lot of those cases and you know you had a great relationship with your dad growing up it was a wonderful relationship and suddenly Mm -hmm. he was like a different person it was so yeah he was even as we say that i think yeah that's spiritual warfare right there
1: it definitely was that's a
0: believer that has had his head messed (laughs) with and and turned into something somebody he's not that's right. not who he is right. uh and i've seen it myself in my own life and, and different people that where they're acting out of um perhaps emotion or something else and they've they've gotten off track and maybe right. way off track in in terms of uh, some of his attacks towards you and what right. you had to deal with right. and the reason i want to talk about that is because we all struggle with relationships you know, it's it's tough. We're called to love regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're called to turn the other cheek to our enemies. Mm-hmm. We're, we're called to bless those who curse you, uh, as Romans 12 puts <laughs> it. Whoa. I mean, that's... So tough. That is tough. <laughs> and especially if it's someone... A stranger, you know, does something, says something, it hurts you, it's a little easier to brush off. But those closest to us can sometimes be the hardest ones to love through those moments, right. To, right. to love big to love unconditionally to love and not react to I right. guess right they cut
1: and they cut deep yes really really deep yeah, yeah. and
0: you're not going to find healing in them if that makes sense right
1: like even if your
0: dad turned around and apologized for everything he ever said to you the healing itself the cuts are deep enough that God alone is the one that yeah. has to do that healing mm-hmm. and so if you look to the other person, if you look to other things, if you, if you look to anything other than God himself to help you heal, I think it's going to be a bigger struggle. Right. right. Because what he asks us to do is impossible in the flesh. Right. 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 I mean, think about that. Yeah. You have an enemy and he comes up and he slaps you across the face Mm -hmm. and God says, turn the other cheek and let him hit the other side. There's nothing in me that says that's a good thing. Like there's no part of me Mm that jumps on that bandwagon and says, oh yeah, let's do that. No, it takes spiritual strength from God himself to be able to do that. It does.
1: And so... And it leaves a scar. Yes. It leaves many scars, but they're healed scars. Yeah.
0: And the beautiful thing about that is
1: they tell their story, and,
0: and in that story, you can help others. Whether they're struggling with you know, maybe it's a family relationship, maybe it's a marriage, maybe it's it's something else, just mm-hmm. in dealing with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we're moving into a time in our culture and our history where people are going to be offended by believers just because they're believers. And so how do you handle that? How do you deal with that? How do you walk with grace and truth and love? Uh, even if somebody comes at you mm-hmm. through no fault of your own, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, your dad attacked you and you had nothing to do with the the divorce or anything else and you hadn't changed in your relationship or your love for him it was still the same Mm -hmm. he was the one that was doing the struggling so right right tell me a little bit about the process that you went through from oh gosh I'm because I'm sure just the 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 difficulty of saying who is this person where did my dad go exactly
1: that's exactly how I felt too um you know I I had enough of a history with my dad because he was my hero mm. growing up and we and I was daddy's little girl and so and we were so close um growing up but I knew deep down in my heart I knew that when he was lashing out at me
0: mm.
1: I had enough um I don't I don't know I, d- I guess I had enough history with my dad I really knew the yeah. type of guy that he was and I knew this w- this isn't you you know, so if other people encounter situations like that, it's difficult. But I think you've, you've got to remember, who is mm. this person to their core? Yes. Who You know, no matter, I know their, their actions are all out of whack and their words might be yeah. all out of whack. But I knew deep down in my heart, thanks to the Lord, I think he, you know, he reminded me. I think of, okay, you know who the root of your father is Mm. because he taught you and he raised you to know and love me.
0: You know, I think of Ephesians 6 as you're saying that, uh, and particularly verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Like our enemy is not another person. It's not the person you struggle with in the relationship. That's not your enemy. That's not who you're really wrestling with. Mm -hmm. You are wrestling with Satan himself and his uh, endeavors to try to throw you off track, throw them off track, Mm -hmm. destroy relationships, destroy families, uh, all of that. And so being reminded of that, regardless of of what kind of relationship it is, if somebody is reacting, whether that's to pain or experience or whatever it is, Mm to remind yourself, okay, uh, they're not my enemy. This, I'm not right. fighting with them. And right. I think that's exactly what you were saying about your dad and knowing that's not who my dad is. Right. And that gave you enough of a buffer maybe mm-hmm. or to step back and observe, okay, what is really going on? Right. What,
1: what's Where is this coming from? Yes. It's not coming from necessarily yes, him. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And
0: what's his story? I, I know for myself as I've struggled in my life for forgiveness, learning... The story of the other person, of what they're going through, what they've been through, what's mm-hmm. happening with them, mm-hmm. has given me enough of a, uh, of a distance or to step back enough to, to have compassion, uh, not to agree with maybe what they've done or what they've done is right. I mean, it wasn't right for him to turn on you. Of course not. That wasn't right. Sure. But to have the compassion to understand, oh... That's why he did that. Mm-hmm. There was that much pain there, and he mm-hmm. didn't know what to do with it, and so therefore that's how it came out. Right. Um, right. And I think some people think, oh, if, if I show compassion and understanding, I, that's agreeing with what they did and saying it's okay. And that's not what forgiveness is. That's not what compassion is. It's just, it's just being aware of what people struggle with. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps us to step back enough to allow – the Holy Spirit to work in our lives and to offer something that we don't have in and of ourselves Mm -hmm. to offer. And now you had love for your dad, no question, Mm -hmm. but human love wasn't enough in this situation. Mm -hmm. I don't believe Mm -hmm. because he was continually hurting you. And that pattern continued for, this wasn't just a temporary thing. It wasn't a momentary thing. This went on for several years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there, I specifically remember a period of, um, I mean, many months where, um, just, it, it was never face to face. But it was just through texts and, and emails and and it was just I could I could almost tell that he uh, he it's like he wanted to scream in a pillow mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. and I wanted to tell him I might have even told him you know like quit lashing out at me go scream in a pillow instead yeah. or something you know yeah. but it got um, you know the difference is he he reacted. He reacted based on his emotions, Mm -hmm. and I think we have to be so careful of that. And immediate, like our human nature is to do that, you know. And if anything, I'm I'm learning to become more better at that. um, To just someone you know punches you in the gut, um, immediately we want to punch him back,
0: right? And we've
1: just got to hit pause, right? Number one, we have to go to the Lord with that. And then ask him for wisdom on how to respond yeah. because yeah. yeah there were there were many months where um, I would I got messages from him and it was uh, just very attackful and I knew okay dad this isn't you where is this coming from um, and you know the Lord immediately uh, that was it was really really crippling for me this was the most crippling part. From the time my dad stepped away until his sentence, Um, because here I am minding my own business. Mm -hmm. I know. I guess I was mature enough to know I didn't have anything to do with their divorce. I I had enough of a level head to know that. Um, And even during those times, he he was blaming me for certain things, you know. And I just knew. I guess you know I can be so thankful, looking back at that, um, because. God gave me enough wisdom during that time to say, no, like, ignore that. Hmm. You know, don't take that upon yourself. Mm. Very good, yeah. So I can be thankful for that because that was that was um, some of his protection um, uh, with my heart. But uh, he, you know, during that time, I just immediately went to the Lord, and I just felt like a little girl <laughs> crippled up in fetal position, mm. like, why is and why is my hero doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what was so crippling. It wasn't just anybody; it was Satan using
0: yes. my
1: hero, the 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 male role model that I looked up to the most yeah. at this point in my life, to attack me. Yeah, and that's what was so crippling to wow. me. Wow.
0: Well, one of the things I was thinking of as you were talking is how how key and critical it is for us to recognize. Reaction versus response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God calls us to respond. Now we will have a reaction. There'll be something we feel, something but that pause that you talked about, that's where that's where you stop the reaction yes. from coming out and you make a decision on how you're going to respond. Right. And again, it's I've, so tough. It's so tough. I'm not making light of this in any way, shape, or form. I can't even imagine uh, how difficult it is for people when they have been crushed, as you say, just crippled to the point of. This is a person whom you loved and trusted and has turned on you. To be able to see them in the light of how God sees them, truly, I think it's it, it it's a spiritual issue. Um, I think it's a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. Because Satan wants us to react, he oh, wants us, 100%. you know, destroy all of that. Yeah. But because you you allowed the Lord to help you and to work through it, you your relationship with your dad has not been destroyed. It's different than when you were a little girl, right. and he's in a different season of his life.
1: But it, there's restoration there that is not possible mm-hmm. without the Lord. I don't uh, think. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and during that time when I. I was wrestling with, oh, man, I want to respond and lash back right mm-hmm. away. What do I do, Lord? What do I do? You know. And so there were months before my dad heard anything from me because I was just grieving. I just was in my home, in my own space, crying mm-hmm. and grieving. And, um, and he just told me, don't respond. Like, if you don't have anything loving to say mm-hmm. back to your dad, I don't want you to say anything. Wow, and man, that was tough. Now my husband <laughs> heard a lot of it because I needed to get it out. Right. Okay. Right. But that was mainly just under my roof that I yeah, was. You had a
0: safe place where you could right. vent and you could talk through things and yeah. work through things. Yeah. You're right. You couldn't. Yeah. You can't carry that stuff inside no. you. No. And nor should you.
1: No. It's not good for your you healthy physical or spiritually. I don't think right, either way. Right. But I did. I I, I prayed about it and okay. I knew. Um, You know, my number one goal during that process was, number one, just obey the Lord. And that's still my number one goal in life, is just to obey Him and to do what He is calling me to do. And I, during that process, I wanted to, um, in my mind, I just envisioned, um, you know, when I get to heaven and seeing God face to face, I wanted to be able, I still want to be able to look at Him in the eyes and say, I did the best I could and obeyed you the best, you know, Mm. that I knew how, or even, and specifically that situation, Mm -hmm. you know, and have peace in my heart that I handled it the way that God Mm. wanted me to handle it. And I do to this day. I have now, there's a lot of situations, you know, I don't want to put on this crown. (laughs) There's a lot of situations where I haven't handled it the way that God has wanted me to. We're
0: constantly working at becoming right. who He has made us to be. But again, and that's a that's an, a progress, a journey, uh, and it takes constant transformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in and in, you may have success in this instance, and you may stumble in the next. But uh, always moving forward and understanding yeah. what's happening. The thing that I want to talk about today, because I think this is important, is I think for many of us. We go through life, and these situations happen, hard times come, we know that, but we fail to see the spiritual aspect of the difficulty. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I I feel like for you, Becca, right away, you saw, hey, this is a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. Something's happening here. This is not who my dad is. This is an attack against me. I can't handle this without God. I think there are more situations than not that we need to approach that way. Mm -hmm but we're not used to seeing with spiritual eyes sometimes. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, right, or right. It, it seems too small, quote unquote. Uh, I was a little tiff with my friend. It's not that big of a deal. Well, it, it might be be that big of a deal, and it probably is, because everything is spiritual. When you have a relationship with the Lord, you understand that the things which are not seen are are powerful. I mean, mm-hmm. let's let's look at mm-hmm. Ephesians 6 here because it mm-hmm. talks about the armor of God. And I believe that Paul is not telling us to put on armor just for the sake of wearing armor. He tells us to wear armor because we're in a battle. Right. And we need it. Right. And this is like an everyday thing. This isn't like, oh, Absolutely. you know, oh, maybe someday I'll be. No, we, we have to recognize that every day Satan really has plans to destroy us. Mm-hmm. And when we're walking with the Lord, we have his protection because we're close to him and we're obeying him. But this picture in Ephesians, starting with, with verse 10, is a pretty impressive uh, battle array of what God has already given us, that we, tools that we have that we should be using. Right. Um, and we'll just read through some of these. Um, I'll start with verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Mm. I, you know, this always makes me chuckle just a little bit, thinking about Paul asking for boldness. Pray for boldness for me. Mm. Paul, Paul, <laughs> who I mean, do you know of a, of a more bold apostle who who f- faced uh, people fearlessly with the gospel and was not ashamed of the gospel of of Christ he was uh you know for everything he went through, it's amazing to me that he had to pray for boldness, so it's a reminder to me that we're all going to be faced with those times where we need that and if if he is saying this is what we need uh really then, the reason we need it is very clear in this passage, you know it it there are wicked, fiery darts coming at us, it's a mm-hmm. spiritual battle, mm-hmm. and recognizing that the only way to fight it is. With the the spirit, you you have to right. take up this armor that God has already given us. That's the whole point. This yeah. is an armor. These are tools that we have that God has given us mm-hmm. that we need. Um, can you think in your experience with your dad? Is this something that you went to or you thought about in those days where you were trying to battle? You know, you. It's funny. It says stand. I don't know how many times in this passage, and I thought of what you said about how crippling it was for you and how you know just yeah. almost in a fetal position, that the feeling mm-hmm. of just being like devastated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a a good illustration for many of us when we face that, but this passage is telling us to stand, Mm -hmm.
1: right? Mm -hmm. So how did you learn to stand? Oh, how did I learn to stand? Um, you know, one of the first thoughts that he put in my mind during this crippling time with him, with my dad was because I was grieving the loss of my dad and that, um, he was he was transforming into this other man. And I know for some people it's well, what does that look like? And what do you mean he was transforming? And and some of that has to do with, you know, mental illness. And it's just one of those things mm-hmm. where you have to experience it. Yeah. Almost to to believe it. Um but you know, during that time I God gave me the truth of um who? what kind of father the Lord is mm. to me. That as much as I looked up to my earthly father and uh, for all those years and, and the re- close relationship that we had and just all that he uh, helped raise, raise me with, um, he's my earthly dad. He makes mistakes. Uh, he's going to hurt me. But he reminded me God reminded me that you've got to turn your eyes up to me mm. because I am your perfect Father, which mm. your earthly dad is not. I will never leave you. Mm. I love you perfectly. Your earthly dad loved you great, but he didn't love you in the perfect way that I do, and mm. that's what really I feel like kept me afloat. Um, because as, as I've have shared before, my earthly dad was at the top of my pedestal mm-hmm. and during this time he came down further and God went up which is okay yeah you know that's, that's I, the it, proper it, order. it's yeah. yeah it is the proper order it's kind of like ooh, that's kind of it stings it still kind of stings because I always viewed him as number one in my life mm-hmm. even above God and I, which is weird because I was raised in a healthy Christian mm-hmm. home but my dad was up there and so he switched that, and God had, you know, kind of put me in check and said, uh-uh, let's check your priorities, or let's ch- check that order. You know, I'm first. Mm-hmm. Your earthly dad is b- is mm-hmm. below me. Well, and I, I love the
0: illustration of of God as your father and how he came in and comforted oh. you and was all the things that your earthly dad was not, mm-hmm. uh, even if he was at one time. I mean, we and, and the yeah. thing is, none of us have perfect fathers. No. And some of us have not really good fathers at all. Right. It, it, so regardless of where you fall on that scale, God wants to be and, and is and can be your father. And to look to him for mm-hmm. for that, uh, to play that role in your life, he so wants to do that. And I think yeah. there's great comfort in that because people are people. I mean, we all have sin. We all make right. mistakes. Uh, even myself as a parent, I, I've never been a perfect parent. I, I, I've made mistakes. And so... The fact that God can come in behind and sort of uh, sweep all that up and say, Mm -hmm. I'll take care of that. Let me handle your dad, and you look to me Mm -hmm. as your father, and I will comfort you, and I'll take care of you at the same time. That's a beautiful picture to me. Yes, yes.
1: And, you know, I had to be certain, and I had uh, trust. I guess that's the better word. I had to trust the Lord that... Even from stepping away during that attackful time and saying, "All right, I'm going to be silent here because I don't have the loving, kind words to say," back, you know, to, to say back to you, and so I had to trust that um, God was going to fill in and mm. take care of my dad during yeah. that time, yeah. because there was a point of no communication there. Um, he and and there was a point where he, I could tell just through again, this was just through texts and emails. That he felt desperate at times to talk to me because he was afraid he was going to lose me, yeah, and he told me that yeah. now, in my heart, I knew like i'm not going to step away permanently, that is not honor my father and mother, and I still wanted I still wanted to be present, but I still I didn't have the, the words, the loving words to say that the Lord wanted me to tell him. And so I had to be silent and just keep to myself. And my dad was desperate and I still want you in my life. And, uh, I'm going to be attackful, but then, oh, I'm so sorry. I want you in my life. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to attack you. Oh, I'm so sorry. And there was that emotional roller coaster there. So taking a step back and being silent for many, many months, um, I had to trust Lord and take care of my dad during this time.
0: You know, it occurs to me, too, that this was probably a good thing for your dad because on his end, what he needed to do was stop looking to you or any other person but to look to the Lord. Do you know what I'm saying? So in his desperation, he was reaching out to the person that he knew loved him and maybe on some level he knew you would never quit loving him. Correct. Because sometimes we feel, it's weird how that is, but we we attack those we know are going to love us regardless. You know, so we're terrible to them. But I couldn't, I couldn't satisfy that you're saying, right, exactly. And he, that's not what he needed anyway. Mm -hmm. He needed to focus and look to the Lord Mm -hmm. for all of that. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. such a cool story to see in an illustration of how Mm -hmm. God was, was really helping both of you in that situation, though your needs were very different and in, in trying to draw you back in reconciliation, Mm -hmm. not just with one another, but with him. Right. Um, well, not that you were apart from the Lord, but your your dad really needed to be reconciled with the Lord mm-hmm. through that period of time, and he mm-hmm. was using you to do that. Yeah. So that's a pretty cool... You know,
1: and then th- there was an element of fear there, though, too, of stepping back um, during that silent time and just... Um, I wasn't 100% certain that our relationship was going to continue. Yeah. You know? I mean, just laying it out there. Um, I wasn't sure how we were gonna be moving forward. Like, yeah. is this the, is this the end of our relationship? Or, uh, you know, I didn't have that certainty yet. Well, yeah, because you didn't know what he was gonna do, right? And in choices
0: that he was making, right? And not being able to have relationship there was a period of time where you didn't have relationship with him you Mm -hmm. couldn't because of where he was at Yeah,
1: because of how toxic it was yeah right yeah
0: wow well Becca this has been really a great podcast and I I hope it's an encouragement for people who are struggling with relationships to try to look uh around them at people and understand that there are there is spiritual forces at work and that Mm -hmm. that people are people people make mistakes what God requires of us and calls us to do we can't do without his help Mm -hmm. and you perfectly illustrated that and as you called to him and wanted to obey him Mm -hmm. even in your silence i see that as god you being obedient to the lord and doing what he told you to do and in helping your dad and in in helping your dad because god was working that out so um through those hard times and hard relationships to cling to the Lord, to look to Him, to follow what He's telling us to do. Right. Before that's we react. Before we re- <laughs> yes, to respond and not react. And listeners, we just encourage you to take a look at Ephesians 6 and read through this, the armor of God for yourselves, and see what the Lord is telling you about how you can protect yourself, how you can arm yourself to be ready for the battle that's going to come. And once again, we encourage you, don't take our word for it, but open the word for yourself.